Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we are back. It's been... No one more surprised than I. No? <laughs> it really? You're surprised that we came back for season eight and we said we were going to in season uh, seven? You know, it's... Things it's, change. You're right. Th- things do change. Uh, but we, th- we took a look at the... Uh, the pieces on the board, and we said, yeah, Walking Dead makes sense. I mean, it, it would be a weird se- – the tap out during the all-out war season yeah. would be an odd one to go I, out on. You know, I feel like I could have said that about every season, though. Like, <laughs> this is going to be the one. The top out on the Negan the top, the tap out on the <laughs> right. Governor era, the tap out – yeah. Yeah. yeah, they've been stringing us along for a while now. We're it's, apparently it's, still suckers. It's interesting because this is about the point where I stopped reading the comics. Oh, okay. Um, like I, I completed the 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 all out war storyline, and then a couple issues past that. But uh, yeah, there's no really way to discuss where I, where I was at without spoiling things. So, okay. Uh, let's talk about let's let's talk in general about our coverage. Uh, are we going back to Tuesdays? Cause I we, think so. In, in season seven B, we we moved uh, Walking Dead coverage to Mondays because of uh, it, it, cra- it getting crowded with the the Westworld on Sunday as well. I don't right. think there's any Sunday competition for so like I certainly I've, not that we're covering. All right, so Tuesday Tuesday it is. We're we're back on Tuesdays. We're still doing the live watches, uh, nine o'clock Eastern time. Uh, we, if you don't want to live watches, if you're a club member, you can go to our website and we broadcast a live video of us watching The Walking Dead mm-hmm. that you can sync up to your live broadcast and then enjoy a mystery science theater style, uh, you know, take just just watching a fun watch of The Walking Dead. Yeah. We make fun of local commercials. It's a good time. It's live reaction type uh, stuff. <laughs> We're doing that in lieu of an instant take, and then we'll have the full coverage out on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, as always, you send in feedback to walkingdeadatballmove.com. Uh, let's talk about season. Let's talk about season eight. Okay. What do I've you seen, have? You seen all of the marketing materials? Because I've I went last night and I looked on AMC's website and pretty much watched everything they had on season eight. Okay, what do they got? Because I've seen I've seen the sneak preview for the the upcoming episode this for this Sunday, Mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen the extended Comic Con trailer, and that's about it. What else have they got? So they've got an extended cut of of Carl's scene where he goes to the gas station. Have you seen that? No. So it's just, it's basically the same. I think it's the same gas station where Rick went in the first season. And he has basically the same scene that Rick had with that little girl. Really? Uh, the little girl's girl still zombie. kicking around? No, she's not. Oh. <laughs> it, it's not the little girl this time. It's some dude who's spouting a bunch of nonsense. Okay. Um, seems like he's high or something. I don't know. High on 64 ounces of chocolate pudding. Or heroin. <laughs> the, the effects are similar. I can never tell. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was actually cool the way it mirrored season one. All right. Um, and they do a couple of things like that. But that was one of them. And then the other... Ooh, I wonder if they're foreshadowing... Because that's one of the things that Kirkman has said long term his plan for The Walking Dead is to have this like kind of Prince Valiant situation where Carl, mm-hmm. you'll appreciate Carl as the hero of the story. I wonder if this is the beginning of that arc. It could be. Because, yeah. you know, we've talked about one of the unique problems that you have in The Walking Dead, the series that you don't have in the comic book, is that actors get older, mm-hmm. they need more money to keep doing the same job. There's like lots of problems of keeping a cast together for this long. I wonder if they're gonna like like start to slowly move things to put on Chandler Riggs' shoulders and 
and, and exit out some of these 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 characters. It could be. I we to I guess expound on that. We saw a scene in this season where, um, or I guess in the previous for this season that we just watched, where we think it's Rick is in like a cargo container, mm-hmm. um, and he's kind of he he does not look like he's having fun. He no. seems to have been captured. So maybe that affords carl some opportunity to go out and do his own thing right even more than he has been lately i'm kind of hungry for more carl storylines i really like what they did with carl and uh you know negan by and large i really like the relationship with enid yes as well um he's one of the more compelling characters sure never would have thought that because he doesn't have a ton of screen time right like a lot of this screen time that people are getting I feel they're repeating themselves. Yes. It's filler. Like Whereas I've never seen a child live through an apocalypse and become a man. Yeah. That's an interesting storyline. I'd like so. to I'd like to hear more of that. So yeah, maybe maybe that's why he's out there at that gas station. Um and the other piece of material I've seen from AMC was this ultra patronizing <laughs> interview slash preview with like all of the cast members. Is it the best season yet? Is it the most shocking? It is, and it's not even that they say, "Oh, it's it's better than it's ever been," and uh-huh. you know, the audience like it, it's amazing. It's the way that they tell the audience what they should be excited about. Like the audience will love this. The audience is excited about this. Don't fucking tell me what I'm excited <laughs> about. Just show me. Just confidently present your material, and I will get excited if appropriate. Yeah, this audience would be excited for a well-told conventional storyline involving well-defined protagonist antagonists That's in all an all-out war. Yeah. yeah. Don't need time jumps. Don't need nope. explosion, exploding out a single-story character for several hours. Yeah, I, I just would like to see this story told. And part of me feels like maybe they're they're you know taking to heart the the shitting that the, they've been getting lately, which just like people ripping them from every side, except for like the clearly paid off critics mainstream who don't give a shit about quality. They're just looking for hype. Um, and, and I feel bad because they have they clearly have no confidence in their work to just stand right. uh, stand on its own, right? And just be there and let the audience enjoy it. So they're out there like saying this is going to be amazing, and you should be excited about this. You should be excited about that. Fuck you. Well, I do have. I mean, you know, fuck me. Cause There's some stuff my to be up. excited about because I do think also that AMC felt a little bit of sting to their pocketbook this last season because they a yeah. The the audience crested and then receded and then last season receded big time yeah. after the season premiere. And I feel like that, you know, maybe that would convince them to inject a little bit of, of, of time and attention and cash. We're going to discuss. Maybe, but their attitude still seems to be very, very tepid, very like scared. OK. Yeah. I mean, like but, off off foot. But we're going to the other thing is like uh, before we get to this, because we're going to talk about our thoughts about the season uh, upcoming season. Then we're going to mm-hmm. talk about the legal paperwork and lawsuit <laughs> bombshells that dropped in the off season. And yeah. then we're going to talk about the spoiler section. So I, I got more to talk about this kind of optimism in that. But uh, I mean, because I, I was reading his Rolling Stone kind of like primer for season eight, and I couldn't believe how fucking like excited they were. But they were making some solid points, like the fact that like you know maybe they're due for a bounce back. They they you know the things that the things that you always have hope for Game of Thrones is that it's got an, a stellar cast, and the zombies still look great, and the for world Walking is still Dead. interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I mean I think Walking Dead cast is good. Like Lenny yeah, yeah. James, Andrew Lincoln. They have some really good actors, yeah. Yeah, Melissa McBride. 
No. Huh? Oh, Melissa McBride. I always yep. think that I that I fucked that up. It like, sounds like I've, I've confused her with a country western singer. <laughs> she does have a country singing uh, but voice. But like you know, they've they've got name. a lot of uh, really really good actors and really good characters. Yeah. Um, their weak point has always been writing and directing, mm-hmm. and those are fixable problems as we've they are gone on for seven seasons now you know what it takes to fix those problems money yeah and that's the one thing they seem unwilling to part with well we'll see we'll see because that's like and again that's a fixable problem that's a fixable problem too they're the, willing the... to part with directors they're willing to part with showrunners <laughs> they are not buck? willing to part with their their money there's their scrooge mcduckin yeah. their production scrooge mcproductions <laughs> uh but I, I i feel like that you know i'm you know this is this is a very straightforward, exciting, set piece driven story that it's hard to imagine how you can shortchange. However, our the other thing when I was looking at this trailer, how much of this stuff is from I guess it's all gotta be from this half season because they hadn't even shot started to shoot the other. But like I you know, I'll be excited and impressed if all out war is done in the first eight episodes. If it drags mm, yeah. to the next, then it's like okay, it still could be good, but I don't think it could. It, it's as good as if they had, had, had packed it in there, mm-hmm. because again, the comics are way the fuck ahead. Yeah, like they w- they could burn through this in a half season and then come back in the next half season with the the, the next thing they want to do. Especially um, now that there are signs of slowing, right? Right, and also this is no longer Willy Wonka's magic magical mystery tour, right? Uh, they're actually slowing down in momentum. Yeah, and and there's also been other signs of cracking. Like you know, there was this rumbling from Chandler Riggs' dad about getting him out of it. You know, like hey, you know, Chandler wants to go to college and yeah. do all like maybe not work on just Walking Dead for his whole life. And mm-hmm. you know, we've it's been an open question of how long he can keep a guy like you know Norman Reedus and and uh, uh, Andrew Lincoln under contract to do this show. Maybe, like, you know, uh, until now, the word from on high has been stretched us out as long as possible. And now it's like, you know what? Let's just let's just tell the story why we got the cast and crew together and, and see what we can make of it. Yeah, I think people are tired of the stretching, and it shows in the numbers of people watching it. Yeah. And I'll say this. Eight years ago, uh, they didn't quite have the competition on TV that they have now. True. Very there true. There are so many good shows out there It gets worse, every, worse it slash better every year. <laughs> right, right. I mean, the, every, the television just keeps getting better. Yeah, every every show, like, there's show like, I've never watched Stars. I watched Stars because American Gods this year. Right. Um, you know, there's a network that's that's putting their name, Hulu. Uh, you know, I've watched Hulu for Saturday Night Live, and I've had some, I've, I've enjoyed, like, you know, some of their stuff, but... You know, they had a widely acclaimed Handmaid's Tale. There's a lot of pre- – and, and fucking Netflix and Amazon are are going after, like, HBO in terms of quality and quantity like no one else. It's it's getting really crowded out there. It's a good point. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is I feel like there was a lot of derision at the comments from Gimple and company about this lasting 20 years. <laughs> La- and, and, and maybe that also sobered him up. Like, people even die. Like, come on. Come on. Are we going to watch Andrew Lincoln die of a heart attack? Is he going to break his <laughs> hip on this show? Like, like seriously? I mean, you can do, if you really want to do the soap opera thing and, you know, have actors who've been on the show for 20 years, I suppose you could, but I don't know if that 
if our current TV climate can sustain that. Yeah, and the other thing is, like, I I feel like they the only way they could do that is by recasting the entire cast, which I kind of would bulk be. Of them, yeah, I would be. I would be open to that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, Star Trek's done it. Marvel's going to have to do it. Uh, uh, James Bond does it all the time. Like, I it, there would be some very big shoes that they would be filling with certain members of these cast, but mm-hmm. I don't know why you can't. Uh, you know, if you want to tell the second part of the saga of of like let's let's take him at the word that Carl's going to take over and, and take the torch over from his dad, you know, recast Carl um, and put another you know a completely new group of survivors around them. Maybe you can keep some guys like uh, King Ezekiel around and some of the other communities because that's going to be a presumably a big part of the story going forward and, and see what happens there. But mm-hmm. hard to imagine they're going to keep Andrew Lincoln and Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride and yeah. et cetera, et cetera, for, for another 10 years, as mm-hmm. much as it does. I do think they do still have a good time, it seems like, and it seems like that they see each other kind of like as family, which yeah. has probably helped a lot of this, some of this bullshit go down better. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, so as far as what you've seen... Uh, shown in the previews of season eight what's your temperature on it i mean i think that it's and I, i've said this so many times that i <laughs> that i'm not the reason i'm not more excited is because i fool me seven times shame on th- this me. is probably this is the bit this is the biggest storyline in terms of set pieces that they've ever told and it's yeah. very camera ready mm-hmm. um and if they just tell it at an appropriate pace i think it will be compelling okay uh, so that's why I'm 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 pretty excited, and I think that Jeffrey Dean Morgan is an excellent Negan, and that's half the battle. You got to have a really good like. No one liked the governor. I mean, hardcore fans did, but like, there's very. I mean, you know, five years on, how many people really see him as this iconic villain? Mm-hmm. And like, even Negan in the comic books is stolen a lot of the governor's hype from from the comic book run so the fact that they kind of nailed negan um and i did think that they got a little lazy with negan we talked about how like it, there's a temptation just to like give jeffrey dean morgan some funny stuff to say and have him do that weird lilt and bounce that he does on his heels and and yeah. have the lucille on his shoulder and there you go but you know at the end we saw some real vulnerability like that yep. shit with sasha freaked him out mm-hmm and you can start seeing the slips in his facade and the, and and the cra- and the cracks showing um so that'll be that's all good stuff that they can explore will they do a good job i don't know but i'm hopeful yeah i mean as far as like action stuff i thought it looked pretty good i i was interested to see um what is hopefully a prolonged like guerrilla tactics uh campaign yeah against negan um we we see a lot of booby traps being placed we see and i don't know if this is like all just prep for one one big battle that they're going to undertake. But what I would like to see, I guess, is is this be all out war, you know? But it has to start kind of small because they don't have the numbers to wage all out war immediately. Right, and you know they, what? They need these guerrilla tactics. So what, I'm hoping that's it. Was noticeably absent in the preview materials. Huh. Eugene, yeah. Like big big question coming out of last season is like, who the fuck side is he on? Mm-hmm. Like I'm very resistant to the idea that he's. Uh, turned permanent turn cloak but by I think god he's an they're, opportunist, so they're really yeah they're they're really they've they've got me kind of believing in that now and i think they did a fairly good job with that too yes as, like from the beginning of eugene's character you know you never quite 
get a grip on where his loyalties are. And right. even when you find out the situation under which he he came by Abraham, that only services to yes. to, to twist you up even more, right? I, yep. I think that was pretty good, and I don't know how much of that is directly from the comics, how much of that is made up from the screen. Because you didn't make it this far. I did not. I did not yeah. read past the governor uh, the, arc. Yeah, the governor stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a pretty compelling question going into season eight. Okay. Um, the other trying. thing, I, I we watched a short scene or a snippet of a scene, I guess, of everybody kind of gearing up for the war. Mm-hmm. Um, or not gearing up, but, like, talking it through. Like, mm-hmm. Maggie and Rick and Ezekiel and Gabriel. Uh, I think Ezekiel and Gabriel might actually be writing a new Bible together <laughs> based on Ezekiel's words. And uh, Jesus. You got to throw Jesus And in Jesus there was there, too, right. It's a new New Testament. Yeah. Uh, I think... You could really do it do it pretty well. Uh, but I, I like the stuff between Maggie and Rick, and I, I think that scene was mostly done well. Um, I just hope that's not, like, three episodes worth right. of the show because they yeah, have a they, tendency they, to do that. If they continue to have these sort of, like, samey, yeah. rah-rah war councils, that'll be pretty stupid. Yeah. Uh, another cool thing that I was kind of blown back, um, uh, surprised by in the, the Season 8 trailer is it looks like Jesus and Morgan come to blows. Now, watch uh, yeah. it. They're just sparring. Uh, like, that's my guess. They're sparring. And then a- AMC marketing people are being fuck faces. But yeah. uh, I thought that was like some of the scenes they show seem like they're going a little harder than you expect people just sparring to go. Sure. Who do you think wins in that battle? Because they're both the masters Ooh. of their craft, right? You got yeah, sneaky Jesus ninja got the Jesus. Moves, but, but uh, you know, it's hard to beat that reach that uh, Morgan's yeah. got with that bow staff. And we know... He's he's the bowmaster, right? So he's uh, he's he's been working out bowflex every day. <laughs> yeah, uh, not a real question. But. <laughs> what uh, what else kind of ex- what what's because I, I I talked about what excites me. What's exciting you about the new ex- the new season? Uh, so I, I think that's it. Like the the idea of this sort of prolonged war with an understaffed hilltop slash kingdom slash Alexandria. Um, against the very well prepared uh, Negan forces, I, I'm, I mean, it should be just a home run. You should just nail that, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much to do it, and that's the thing that excites me is they have a premise that they can just follow by the numbers, and this thing should be good. All right, can we talk about the legal travails that okay. the walking dead has has aired its dirty laundry over the off season. Yeah, what a clusterfuck. So if you you look at the court documents that came out and you either followed this or didn't uh you know I followed it at like surface level. Uh the the big thing is there was a he said she said with these this lawsuit that Darabant was suing walking dead over for, you know, royalties and stuff that he's 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 owed. But a lot of things that came out were some uh, emails, back and forth emails between Frank Darabont and different producers and yeah. executives in AMC, uh, where he used very foul language and said a lot mm-hmm. of disparaging things about his directors and, and his the writing room and questioning the fact that there is a writer's room, uh, using a lot of foul language. Uh, and there's been, seemed like a divide between like, oh, wow, didn't know Frank Darabont was such an asshole to... Frank was mad and he was angry and and maybe he wasn't as professional as he could have been in those email communications, but he's kind of right. What side do you kind of come down on? My side is I don't care. Like 
Frank Darabont can be a miserable asshole and still be in the right. You know, if if the other part of this, which is the the essential sabotage of of AMC for this show, like cutting the budget in season two and not giving him enough time or money to do the job. Because the prologue was that he did the very tough schedule and very tough budget of season one, the six episodes, with the idea that when they came back, he would have a bigger budget. And what they did is they came back with twice the episodes, same budget. Mm -hmm. And he seems like a man who's losing his mind in the yeah. season two production. Uh, and he's, I'm sure he's under enormous stress. I like, I don't want to sympathize with him. I don't want to shit all over him. What I want to say is AMC seems like they were jerking him around right. and t- put that on top of like the Kirkman stuff and all the other people who've come out and said, Hey, AMC has done some really nefarious accounting shit to mm. keep us from making any money off this right. by paying themselves essentially some kind of rate that doesn't match at all the because scale they the would studio. pay for other yeah. studios. Yeah, this is company store shit. Right. Like, totally. Totally. Yeah. So like when you combine those ideas and you say, "Okay, this was AMC's goal from the start." And right. And Darabont probably like in contract deserves to get this money. Like right. they probably have an agreement where if they paid a fair amount for all this, he would make money. I don't care if he's an asshole. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like also a lot of the stuff that he alleges and the internal emails jive with what my recollection of like he's talking about the season two premiere yeah. being just an amateur hour. And and I yeah, like, he got the footage and he said, this is this is terrible. Well, how am I even going to? And he had to do all these reshoots. And I think it shows like we it does. At when we were watching it with fresh eyes, we're like, this shit is staged terrible. There's no sense of direction. There's like the the location scouts did a shitty job of finding a place to stage this action. Like it just it did seem like it was something in disarray. And, and then like, they all, put that on Darabont to oust him. Like, and that's the thing, like as an, as an excuse. You know, I've been like not an executive, but I've certainly been in, in middle management and slightly higher, and I've been known to rip a couple f- assholes that needed to be ripped because they uh-huh. you you come across incompetent people in your job and you can try to work with them you can try but if they're not going to be professional if they're not going to do their job mm-hmm. and and the people that like your bosses don't give you any support like what what the hell do you do eventually you know you things get ugly you know yeah, I, I mean it's I, being set up to fail right right like if your job is to make this show a success and right. and raise it from the ground from nothing and you're given improper tools for the job right and when you complain about the tools you're ignored and told to deal with it yeah and then you fail at your mission that isn't ultimately your fault right and then i've never the thing that's complicated is like maybe i've never said anything like that but i've never also never been in a contract like if the right. shit got too bad i could just go find another job and say it's you know step off the deck of the titanic onto something else Darabont's under without contract. Without breaching contract and getting your ass sued. So he's either got to get fired or things have got to improve. And I guess I, you know, like, I, are there stories of Frank Darabont just being this massive asshole in Hollywood? I feel like the the rep around him is he's got a mm-hmm. bunch of loyal crew member and actors that have worked with them a bunch of times and like working with them. That's how he got so many great actors for The Walking Dead um, because of yeah. his reputation. Like, I don't think he has a reputation of being a loose cannon asshole that doesn't know how to, to run a production. So, like, no, I guess I, all my sympathies yeah. tend to be towards him and, surprise, surprise, not really towards the executives at AMC who I've been eviscerating for, for seasons now. Right. 
So I don't know. And obviously this is not a comment on like the, the legal uh, part of this, but as perceived by the mainstream public, I think this looks very bad for AMC, especially like once again, this is not all just about Darabont, right? In the, right. In the following weeks after the, the documents came out from Darabont's case, we also saw Robert Kirkman suing them. We also saw... And Robert, he's uh, off the production now, right? Who else? Some other... Yeah, he's off production. Who else? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? No, I, I think... I, think I, I don't think it's going to change anything because I don't think, like, day to day he was able to do much based on what I saw. I think Gimple and Nicotero are also joined in that, too. Right, Nicotero definitely, yeah. Essentially the entire executive production staff. Yeah, it, I mean... It doesn't look good for AMC. This and, looks and, like a pattern of abuse. And not just that, but like AMC is a competitor for in, in the creative landscape. Yeah. And they're competing against the Hulus and Netflixes and HBOs of the world. Mm-hmm. And this shit getting out in the public, why in the hell would you, if you had a choice, shop your stuff to AMC Studios if yeah. like like they're gonna go to the bottom of the barrel type of concept stuff yeah. because of this kind of this is the kind of shit that's like honestly I mean, I don't keep track of this, like, but it wouldn't be surprised if like an executive gets fired over stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, because how in the hell can you lure good talent and, and good shows to make money if you've got this reputation of penny-pinching and not keeping your word and, and not giving them the talent and the materials that, that they deserve and need on your <laughs> biggest flagship show? Right. The one where you need to spend the money, you know? Especially when... I don't know if you read this article, but I've I recently read that Netflix over the next year, by mm-hmm. the end of 2018, plans to spend eight billion dollars to get their catalog to fifty fifty Netflix originals, right, and their other stuff. Yeah, so there's money out there for people who are looking to create properties and shows, and that that will respect you as a creator and support right. you, and and when you get a season two, go go bigger yeah. rather than trying to cut it by half. Yeah. I, I mean, those those opportunities are out there. AMC is not the only player in the game, so looks bad for them. Uh, okay. Finally, it's time to talk spoilers. So this is the part of the podcast where if you have not read the comic books and you want to stay, you know, pure as the driven snow for, for, for Rick and his beard coming into season eight, <laughs> then you might want to to stop listening because we're going to talk about what we saw in these trailers uh, transposed with the, the comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. One of the big things in the trailer that got people a buzz was Rick waking up from what looks like a coma or essentially looks like Rick from the <laughs> first episode waking up with yeah. a big Santa Claus beard uh-huh. and uh, significantly grayer hair. There's some people that say that this is they're like the, the craziest theory that is absolutely stupid. Not bearing talking about is that this you're going to find out that Rick's been in the coma all along. <laughs> none of this. No, none of this actually through season one through seven. Yeah. Bullshit. No fucking way. No. Uh, a more compelling version of that is this is in the comic books. There's a big flash forward after the all out war. Okay. Now. And then this is suggesting like Rick's going to wake up and that's going to be, you know, we're going to realize that all these years, like, you know, three, five, two, three, five years perhaps have passed. Okay. Um, I could buy that. My only question is, would that be the finale of the midseason, or is that the season finale? Essentially, is All Out War going to be eight episodes or 16? I mean, 
if it were me running it, I would say eight. Because but, I, I feel like I that's a hell of a mid-season finale. Like, yeah. oh my God, Rick, old-ass Rick waking up and it's five years later. And I don't know that even an all-out war warrants 16 episodes. If this were a 10-episode season, I'd say, yeah, 10 episodes. Because think about all-out war. Even 13. It, it took but, like 45 seconds to read an episode. Yeah. Because there's just splash panel after splash panel after action right, after action. action, sequence, it's, action it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like even though, you know, Kirkman did double-time production, like they were releasing for a while there, two episodes a, a, hmm. a month, it was a lot of action which visually takes a lot of space to tell but it didn't actually have a lot of plot right and where television's the opposite like an action-packed episode um you know it it's it takes like 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 if it's an all if it's a pure action episode it takes us like you know a quarter of the time to cover as a dialogue heavy plot heavy episode yeah. so if all of these are just wham bam set piece boom moving on to the next one um, you could you could burn through a lot of plot very quickly. Yeah, and that's why I say I would probably run it as eight because I don't want to see yet more, you know, repetitive scenes of characters fretting about the war and like yeah. what it means and who they are and, and that and, kind of shit we've seen so many times before. And they're gonna they're gonna be in a pickle because I'm very curious to see how many people come back this year. And I feel like every time they have a slowdown or a misstep, they're gonna lose quarter to half a million people yeah and that's because that's what we're starting to see um and if but if they keep the momentum where it's like oh my god flash forward now what Mm -hmm. people come back next spring next spring or late winter and then you can maintain that momentum into the next season um but if they stretch all out war and the the big interest season cliffhanger is rick old man rick waking up from five years slumber Uh i don't know how that's going to play i really don't yeah yeah, I I don't know. It's interesting because it also says something about it, to people who are unfamiliar with the story in the comics about the fate of Rick. Right? I mean, right. he's not going to die in this all-out war potentially. Right. Depending on what you think this this scene with the beard is. Now the thing is, like, I, I guess there's I would I would expect that they are going to have this be a scene in this season because that's how you know yeah. they're not. But but on the other hand, I could see them also shooting this now for i don't know because they wanted andrew lincoln's beard to be at its beardliest like that's mm. the first thing they shot to save for next half of this you know what i'm saying sure sometimes they do shit like that uh-huh. but otherwise i'd say it's pretty good evidence that, that we're probably going to have um the flash forward this half of the season which i would be that that's my my dream is we get the flash forward at the very end of this half season yeah so then next season is going to be like a brand new walking dead which is would be very exciting <laughs> it would be uh it, yeah so i'm i'm wondering like how long they're going to hold on to andrew lincoln um in the context of that scene like if they reboot and do a whole new walking dead i mean where does that leave rick right you can't what are you going to kill him the next episode <laughs> you can bring him back for season nine kill him in the premiere and be done with Rick, and now it's the well, Carl I mean, there's story. A whole bunch of, there's already a whole bunch of torch, like, you know, in this preview, we saw that, um, you know, Rick is saying, hey, I'm going to follow you, uh, Matt. He's intentionally yeah. He's handing Maggie up, that yeah. torch off, so I feel like that maybe, uh, you know, one of the compelling stories you could tell in season 8B is show that this show can survive the death of Rick and kill him. Yeah. Just have it turn over to, to Carl and Maggie and who, who else. Like, I think that... Maybe this scene is actually played in reverse, um, mm. And we actually see Rick has injected himself with a lethal dose of heroin, 
and he's laid down <laughs> in the bed, and the screen goes black instead of fading up from black. Yeah. And then Rick's out. That's it. That's the end of the season. <laughs> um, we'll see if they go with that. It would that. be meth. You're right. Because um, apparently The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad take place in the same universe. That's true. It's been said. It's been said before. Yeah. So. Uh, the other thing, I guess, talking about crossovers real quick, is I guess they're trying to connect. They're, they're going to do some kind of crossover for Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Because we know they happen. This is the same apocalypse, right? Mm-hmm. They're in the same universe together. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I, I don't, I didn't read like exactly how they plan on doing it. I don't think anybody actually knows. I, but there I, is speculation out there. I saw that some people are saying it's going to be because no one said like, oh, was a Walking Dead character going to fear, or is a fear character going to Walking Dead? Yeah. A lot of people are saying that you're going to get like the origin story of T Dog. Okay. And I'm like, all right. I, Okay, I love I love me some T Dog, and but he didn't get served during his time. But also, is that big enough to I, help maybe. out Fear? Maybe I don't know. They couldn't get Merle because he's too big now. <laughs> the Guardians is right, is blown right, up. right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm kind of curious to see how that uh, how, how they 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 what direction they go with that is myself. Yeah. Uh, how many of the regular cast members do you think are going to escape the production this year? And by that I mean die. I think Boy. we're gonna have some some pretty big deaths. I like a Daryl. 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 What's is... your feeling on Daryl this year? <laughs> I feel like I've 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 played that card out. Uh, I'm saying I think this is the first time. There's gonna be there's gonna be a purge of like I think the the Terras of the world. Like this might be the fist bumps last ride. Okay. Um, I feel like Aaron might be a casualty. Uh, I feel like there's going to be a lot of that cleaning, and yeah, probably one big name too. And, Daryl and, and Carol Daryl makes, are up, high up on my slate. Dar- Daryl or Carol, honestly, because she just is a ghost at this point. Yeah. She is a she is she is just there to see her people be protected, and then I think in her ideal world, she checks out. Yeah, uh, this is going to be the season where I predict definitely Daryl is dead. I don't think I've ever said that before. I think it's always been like. Nah, I don't really see Daryl dying yet. Or like, eh, maybe his contract's approaching zero, but this is the year. All right. Daryl's dead. Well, I think that's a strong possibility. I just didn't <laughs> want to be the one to say it. I'll say it. <laughs> All right, well, if you got feedback, uh, again, we come back this weekend. Walking Dead comes back. We do, too. We'll be back next week with the first full episode uh, for uh, episode 801, Mercy. Walking Dead at baldmove.com gets you to feedback or check out forums.baldmove.com or check out us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, among others. Uh, we will see what happens. We'll yep. see you at the live watch this this Sunday night. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.